fans, welcome to episode 34 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. Happy New Year. It is Thursday, January 7th, and we have some soccer news from our national teams to discuss. Donald Wine here, co-manager of Stars and Stripes FC, where you can find all the latest news on the national teams, the players, and everything surrounding the beautiful game in this country. It is January, which means that the U.S. men's national team and the women's national teams will both have January camps and matches associated with those camps. So 2021 is off and running. We will get into the men later, but we will start with the women's national team. They will be playing two matches versus Columbia in Orlando. Both will be at Exploria Stadium. The first one on Martin Luther King Day, January 18th. The second being on Friday, January 22nd. They report to camp this weekend. And these are the first matches of the year for Vlatko Endonovsky to take a look at his team and to start to make the big decisions as to who he's going to take to Tokyo this year. There's also She Believes next month. So because of that, we get a camp full of some world megastars mixed with some youth who are trying to kick in the door. So let's take a look at this 26-woman roster for January camp. We start with the goalkeepers. Aubrey Bledsoe from the Washington Spirit, Jane Campbell from the Houston Dash, and, of course, Ashlyn Harris and Alyssa Nair, two veterans. Uh, Ariana French still believes she is injured, so she does not factor in in the goalkeepers, but certainly she is in the mix when it comes to both she believes and the Olympics should she recover from injury. On defenders, we have Elena Cook from PSG, Abby Dellekemper, Tierna Davison, Crystal Dunn, Emily Fox from UNC, Ali Krieger is back on the team, Kelly O'Hara now with the Washington Spirit, Midge Purse from Sky Blue FC, Becky Sauerbrunn, of course, the Wiley veteran, and Emily Sinet, again, a new Washington Spirit player. So those are your defenders, a lot of veteran talent, a lot of World Cup veterans here, but we also have a couple of young ones. Uh, Emily Fox, obviously, Elena Cook from PSG, starting to make a name for herself, and Midge Purse. Free Midge Purse. We, we all know the drill. Free Midge Purse. She is the defender listed on this camp, but expect her to play anywhere and everywhere on the field if she makes it onto the field for the women's national team. At midfield, we have Julie Ertz, Lindsey Horan, Jalen Howell from Florida State. She is back on the team. Rose Lavelle is coming over from Manchester City. Katarina Macario from Stanford, again, one of the hot talents uh, in this field, one of the young ones. She could possibly be the number one draft pick in the NWSL draft next week should she decide to play in MLS, uh, to play in NWSL. We have the Mui. The Mui are back. Christy Mewis and Samantha Mewis both are make it on this team. And Andy Sullivan from the Washington Spirit back on the national team as well. And then finally, the forwards. Carly Lloyd is back. Carly Lloyd was injured for much of 2020, but she is back in the field. Also, Mallory Pugh is back now with the Chicago Red Stars. The big name on this list, yes, the queen, Mega Rapino back in the lineup. She was out for just about all of 2020. She, of course, featured in Sheebly's, but missed the NWSL Challenge Cup and the regular fall series. She missed all the national team games after March uh, due to injury and also just supporting uh, her fiancé now, uh, Sue Bird, in the Wubble. But now she is back on the national team. She is healthy, and she's ready to go. So obviously that makes for a lot of excitement. 
Sophia Smith, again, a young talent from the Portland Thorns. She is back on the team after her performance against the Netherlands in November. And Lynn Williams, who really has come into her own uh, for the national team since Flacco Andonovsky took over in late 2019. There is no Alex Morgan on this team. We all know that is due to the fact that she just announced uh, a couple days ago that she contracted COVID-19, as did her family. We wish her the best and hope that she uh, is recovering soon and hope that her family is also well and not showing any symptoms and is back to 100% very soon. So uh, definitely a scary situation, but we, we think that she will come out of it okay. Lindsay Horan uh, is one of the other te- players on this team who did have COVID-19. She missed the games in November because of that, but she is back on this team and hopefully is back to 100% as well. There is no Kristen Press or Tobin Heath on this team either. Uh, Kristen Press is nursing a minor injury apparently, uh, and Tobin Heath is opting to stay at Manchester United to play in their FA Cup match this month. So both of those players will be out. They theoretically will be back in the mix next month when she believes comes around two vital pieces to this puzzle uh, for the women's national team moving forward, especially this year with She Believes Cup and the Olympics. But this is a strong team where literally every name that I just listed really has a chance to make either the She Believes roster or even the Olympic roster. The Olympic roster, as you guys know, is 20 players instead of 23. That means the competition will only be greater. And, of course, there are some names that were not listed here that could factor into this mix. But you got to think that if you are in this camp for the first part of 2021, that you are the ones fresh on the minds of Latko and Danowski. And these players are the ones that we look at to maybe form that core for Shibli's and later down the line for the Olympics. And, again, they play Colombia in Orlando. Colombia did not play in 2020. That's presumably due to COVID and other features, but they should be a decent matchup. They're 26th in the world. We haven't faced them in quite a while, uh, but we will get two chances to beat them on the 18th and 22nd. The best team on the planet back in action in 2021. You got to love it, and we look forward to watching them play in Orlando. Coming up, we unpack the men's national team roster and their combining forces with the U23s. We'll take a look at January camp on the men's side after this. podcast and now is the time for the men January camp for the men will take on a new focus and that focus is synergy the men's national team will join forces with the u23s for January camp this year of course it is a huge year for the u23s as the team will undergo Olympic qualifying at some point in March they hope to qualify for the Olympics for the first time since 2008 and for the men's national team the senior team is obviously one of the busiest years on record for them. Uh, they have Nations League, World Cup qualifying, the Gold Cup, and friendlies in between. So Greg Berhalter and U23 coach Jason Kreiss are combining their camps, and I like that they're doing this so that they can evaluate talent together and figure out who is going to be in all these teams this year. That camp will be in Bradenton, Florida, so just down the road from Orlando, and U.S. Soccer also said that there will be a match at some point during this camp. They have not released details, but we figure we'll hear about these plans really soon as the players report this weekend. 
they have rosters for both the men's national team and the U23. So the way this works is they'll have joint camps together, but the U23s will end their camp on January 24th. And at that point, some U23 players will remain to stay with the national team for whatever that final week may entail. I assume that includes a match. There could also be a couple people that are not in camp in that first part that come in later in the month to be a part of the national team. So with that said, here are the rosters. First, for the senior men's national team, we start with the goalkeepers. There's only two, Sean Johnson and Matt Turner. Sean Johnson, we've seen uh, many, many times in camps. Uh, Matt Turner has come into camps lately, but this is a prime opportunity for him to, to show that he can be a part of that three-man rotation when it comes to goalkeepers. We have a clear one and two. We have Zach Steffen. We have Ethan Horvath. Sean Johnson factors into maybe that third spot. Matt Turner has a chance to supplant him on that. Bill Hamid is also factoring to this mix, though he is not in this camp. He pitched a shutout last month for the U.S. men's national team when they played El Salvador. Defenders, Tristan Blackman, who was great for LAFC during the CONCACAF Champions League. They went all the way to the final. He gets rewarded with a call-up to this list. Aaron Long from the New York Red Bulls and Walker Zimmerman from Nashville SC. These guys are the three defenders. Again, this roster is very small, but because they're going to add players at the end, it's going to become a full roster down the line. Right now, just 12 guys, two goalkeepers, three defenders. We've now moved to the midfielders. Kellen Acosta from the Colorado Rapids is back. Sebastian Legit, who seems to be on every roster these days, is now back on this roster. And Christian Rodon, recently engaged. Congratulations to him from the Seattle Sounders, who advanced all the way to the final of MLS Cup. They lost to the Columbus Crew, which is why he was not on last month's roster. He is back for January camp. Finally, we reach the forwards, and we start with the biggest name on this list, Josie Altidore is back. That's right. Josie Altidore is healthy. He is back. He is ready to take names. Let's see what he can do in this camp. He joins Paul Ariola from D.C. United. Also came back from an injury. Had a great, great camp in December, followed by a great match against El Salvador. Jordan Morris from the Seattle Sounders. Again, one guy that was not on the team last month because of the MLS Cup Final. And Chris Mueller, who dominated last month, had a great, great debut performance has earned a call-up again, and he is back on this list to round out the forwards for the men's national team. So that is your 12-man roster. Again, they will take some from the U23 roster, who we'll go through in just a second. They may also get some other guys called in later this month, but they will be really just there to compete. And, and we will see from these guys who end up on the field if they play in the later part of the month. Now for the U23s. This one is a bigger roster. This is a more filled out roster. They have 26 players here. And when we talk about the U23s, they're looking at to, they're looking at these guys to see who they could possibly call in in March for Olympic qualifying. That is the big tournament on their calendar. That's really the only tournament on their calendar if they can't qualify for the Olympics. But this is a team that we hope actually does it, can get to Tokyo and get to the Olympics. So Let's see who is on this roster for the U23s. We start with the goalkeepers. JT Marcinkowski from the San Jose Earthquakes, who was on the men's national team roster last month. He is here. David Ochoa from Real Salt Lake and Brady Scott from the new expansion team, Austin FC. 
this is a very young group. All of them have experience either at the national team level or the youth national team level. It's going to be a great competition between these three. We have 10 defenders on this list. Julian Araujo from the LA Galaxy. George Bello from Atlanta United. Chris Gloucester comes over from PSV Eindhoven. Aaron Herrera from Real Salt Lake. Abubakar Keita from the MLS Champions Columbus Crew. Henry Kessler from the New England Revolution. Mauricio Pineda from Chicago Fire. Brian Reynolds from FC Dallas, who could be on his way over to Italy. Let's hope that deal goes through for him. Miles Robinson for Atlanta United and Sam Vines for the Colorado Rapids. So a lot of young guys on here, a lot of guys with first-team experience. In the case of Araujo, we have Miles Robinson, Sam Vines. Those guys have that experience. Chris Gloucester has been a stalwart on the youth national team level. And we have even George Bello, who has really wanted to become a part of this group and now gets his shot to get a, be a part of the U23. So good on him for that. Midfielders, we have Asani Dotson from Minnesota United, Brian Kango from Wolfsburg, Andreas Perea from Orlando City, who is still not eligible to play in a game because he has not fouled a one-time switch from Columbia. But clearly, him being in the national team camp last month and then also uh, being on this U23 roster is clearly a sign that these guys want him to be a part of this system uh, and it's just a matter of whether he wants to do it. He still has to make that decision between the United States and Colombia. He gets an opportunity to once again be a part of a national team camp, this time at the U23 level. Tanner Tessman from FC Dallas, Eric Williamson from the Portland Timbers, and Jackson Yule from the San Jose Earthquakes round out the midfielders. Again, guys who have a lot of youth experience, guys who have a lot of men's national team senior level experience. This is what they're looking for with the U23s. We have a lot of guys who have experience. We might as well use them. And finally, for the forwards, we have Kate Cowell from the San Jose Earthquakes, Daryl DK from Orlando City. Remember, he was on the roster last month for the men's national team. He got injured the day before the match against El Salvador, so he didn't play. It's great that he's back in this camp. Jeremy Abobase for the Portland Timbers had to get some rest after a long season, uh, both mentally and physically, but he's back in this camp. Great to see my man Ebo back in camp. Jesus Ferreira, who was in last camp uh, for January camp uh, for the men's national team from FC Dallas, he is in this camp. Jonathan Lewis, who has been on the youth level, he's been on the men's national team level uh, from the Colorado Rapids, he is on this roster. Benji Michel from Orlando City, and Jordi Mihaljevic from now the Montreal Impact round out your forward. So, again, a lot of guys who have some experience at some level in the national team program. This is your roster. There's a lot of interesting choices on here. There's a lot of great choices, and we get to see what they can do. We'll see who from the U23s gets to stick around and be a part of that men's national team setup. But because of that, because there's 26 guys to be narrowed down to maybe 10 or 12, this is a great time for competition, and we're going to see a lot of competition uh, from this group. I can't wait to hear about it, and, and hopefully uh, the men's national team Twitter account and social media, who have been killing it so far, uh, will hopefully get a lot of insight as to how these players are working together and who is standing out amongst this group. That will conclude this episode 34 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. Listen, it's a new year. And the Community Corner post this week asks you out there what coverage you would like to see from this blog in the coming 12 months. Look for that on the site 
and chime in. Is there some place that you want to see us do more? Let us know. And if you're trying to get your right on, you can start with a fan post. We are bringing back fan posts of the week where we elevate some of the best work from the community to the main site each week. You can be one of them, but only if you write something. So head to starsandstripesfc.com and submit a few fan posts on your favorite subjects or subjects that you think will be interesting to a lot of readers. You never know if yours will be the next one that we feature on the site. So we will probably preview the women's national team matches next week and any other news that comes up, like maybe some transfer news. But until then, 